Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson with you on 95.7 The Game. we got a big one this weekend, 125 Lincoln Financial Field and. Uh, right now, we're joined by Seth Joyner, three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Uh, he's a speaker, current NFL analyst, and he played for the Eagles from 1986 to 1993. Uh, that's right around the time, Daryl, that I was a uh, Eagles season ticket holder. Oh, look at you. So I saw Seth Joyner play mm-hmm. quite a bit. Actually, Seth, I wasn't a season ticket holder, but my rich friend's dad was. But uh, I remember watching you, you play. <laughs> I remember watching you play. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great, guys. What's happening? Um, just give me some thoughts on this game. I mean, I know the Eagles are in the I'll just set it up. I know the Eagles are in the middle of a brutal stretch. Uh, they are at home. It looks like it may be wet. It feels like the Eagles may have the right to feel a little disrespected by the Niners. Uh, you go from there. Well, I mean, listen, the team has these two teams have history from last year. Um, a lot was said, um, you know, after the game was over as to how the game played out, um, you know, by some players, you know, in San Francisco instead of just, hey, you know, they got the best of us today. We'll see them, you know, down the road. Um, it was a lot of sour grapes, and it's led to, you know, a lot of back and forth. And, you know, here we are. We find, you know, in my opinion, the two preeminent teams in the NFC um, conference just basically, you know, squaring off again. Um, you know, trying to get or secure the number one seed in the conference going into the playoffs. Seth, I was telling my partner I follow you on Twitter or X, and you never bite your tongue. I appreciate it. You, you, you speak on what you see. And last year in the NFC Championship game, I felt like the Eagles secondary was better than it currently is now. Are you concerned about the Eagles secondary uh, in this ball game and moving forward? Well, listen, I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that the secondary and the rush work hand-in-hand. Hand. When you're amassing 70 sacks in a, in a season and 78 throughout, you know, the playoffs last year, um, it makes coverage on the back end easier. You know, I've been a party to both of that. I've been a party to the guy that's actually getting a rush on the quarterback, and I've actually been the guy that's been a party to covering. You know, when you can pass rush, it makes the coverage easy, and when the coverage is tight, it makes the pass rush easy. So it's kind of synergistic. 
I, I just I get the sense that um, the Eagles are the type of defense that you know they're not a pressure defense in the least little bit. I think they're somewhere in the 15 to 20 percentile. You know, in blitzing, that's awful low in today's NFL. Um, they're a Bimber don't break style defense, and um, you know they're going to give up some yards because that's their mentality. They want to create explosive plays and they want to limit you know, the opposing team from getting explosive plays, and if that's your mindset, if your mindset isn't aggressive, then that means you're going to give up, you know, some real estate. Three-time Pro Bowler Seth Joyner joining us on 95-7 The Game. Uh, Seth, let me ask you this. When you were playing, what team did you hate the most? What team would you say it got the closest to personal with? Oh, it's still personal with the Cowboys. Okay. I'm sure you guys feel, you guys feel the same way, you know, as... <laughs> You feel the same way in San Francisco about the Cowboys, I'm sure. Okay, so fair, fair enough. So if the if the Eagles feel that way about the Niners, or the Niners feel that way about the Eagles, what what can you describe how it how it matters on Sunday? Well, it, it matters from an intensity standpoint. You know, if you hate a team that much, then everything is heightened. Your preparation is heightened. Leading up into the game, the game is heightened. The intensity of the game is heightened from, you know, the first snap of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, every play in that game, you know, is heightened. You know, it's similar to, you know, way the NFC Championship game was last year. I mean, you're playing for all the marbles. Right. And, you know, the finality of losing that game and not moving on is massive. Um, so I, I get it and I understand. Well, now... Um, there's been some bitter feelings about, you know, how that game turned out and some innuendos as to how it would have turned out if things were different. And, you know, now these two teams find themselves, you know, in the throws again. I believe it's going to be a very intense game. It's going to be a knockdown, dragout game. Both teams are going to lay their absolute best on the line because, you know, listen, the 49ers, if they lose this game for all intents and purposes, the Eagles pretty much have wrapped up the, <laughs> the right. number one seed. Um, so if the 49ers can win the game, at least they've got, they've got hope. Now you're only one game behind the Eagles. So, um, and then the Eagles have still got, you know, the, the Cowboys next week and then, um, and then the Seattle Seahawks. You know, I don't think anybody's worried about the Giants twice and the Cardinals, you know, to end the season, but, you know, it's a pivotal game for both teams because the Eagles can put themselves in prime position, you know, to pretty much lock up the conference and the number one seed. By losing, they open the door and create a lot of drama over the next four weeks, you know, how things could, could actually play out. No doubt. Seth, I love talking to former players for this next question I'm about to pose to you because you got Jalen Hurts, took his team to the Super Bowl last year, MVP this season, but the Niners got Brock Purdy, mystery relevant, and, you know, I've been on both sides of the field. I didn't know if he was real. It looked great, and now I'm like he looks like the man, but a lot of people say he's the product of a system. The Niners is an offense, Seth, lead the league in explosive plays, plays over 20 yards, can you share with us your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Is it real? Do you need to see more? Where are you at? Well, you know, I, so I'm going to give you the long answer because I've been trying to evaluate this offense. Um, you know, back in the day, we used to play against the Redskins. They were one of our big foes, you know, in the NFC East back when Joe Gibbs was the head coach. And, you know, they had one of the best offensive lines in the, in the National Football League. Um, but they had an offense 
that was um, that was very multiple. Multiple from the sense that, you know, they had interchangeable parts. Like, you could put Art Monk where Gary Clark was and put Gary Clark where Ricky Jackson was, and then you had, you know, interchangeable tight ends, you know, that you could move around the backs. You had, you know, a third down back, a first and second down back. And when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, and they did a lot of the things that San Francisco does now. They do a lot, of, they did a lot of motion, a lot of shifting. They try to, you know, because they know that if you're, if you're, from a defensive perspective, if you're calling defenses based upon formations, that motion changes formations, that shifts change formations. So if I can get you in three or four different defenses before we snap the ball one time, we can create chaos and hopefully, you know, create a mistake somewhere. Well, San Francisco's offense is pretty much like that in that, you know, Debo and, and, and Christian are pieces that are interchangeable. Both of them can play running back. Both of them can play in the slot. Both of them run jet sweeps efficiently. Then you've got Juszczyk and Kittles, and both of them, you know, they're interchangeable. Both of them can play fullback, and both of them can play, you know, tight end, and they're effective in catching the ball out of the, you know, catching the ball. And, you know, obviously Kittles much, much more. Um, the wild card for me is Brandon Ayuk because they don't do a whole lot of different things with him. They line him up, and he is their guy that they want to hit down the field. So they do a lot of motioning. They do a lot of shifting. They try to keep you. There's a lot of window dressing, and I get the sense that, you know, when you realize that they they truly only have a handful of formations and a handful of plays. They just window dress it with formation with guys being in different positions. And when you can begin to see it from that standpoint – then you can prepare a lot differently. Now, there's no doubt about it, the, the key to this offense is Christian McCaffrey because if you go back and you look at the three-game stint where they lost three games in a row, Christian was hurt one game. He had the groin issue. You know, issue. Then um, they didn't run the ball all that well in the, the next two games, even though Christian came back the, the next week. So if you look at it, those three games are the worst rushing outputs that the 49ers have all season long. And to me, that's why they lost the game, because Brock Purdy needs a good running game that allows him to go play action, bootleg, and misdirection. Now he can throw the ball on rhythm and on time and is extremely accurate with his ball. But if you can take away the run and make him play the game from the pocket, move him off his spot, and get away from his first read, now you have an opportunity to make him look average. But if all the elements are where they need to be, you got problems. But if you nullify the run, then you can nullify the elements of what makes this this offense as potent as it is. You're listening to three-time Pro Bowler, former Eagle, Seth Joyner. You know what, Seth? i got to tell you something. Like You always try to come up with somebody who reminds you of somebody else, but you know, and we've been trying to do that with Purdy for for you know the last year. Who but you know what? There and I know Theisman's a Hall of Famer, but there are similarities between Theisman and Purdy, and I hadn't put those two together, but there they do have similarities. I think I think. And that's a that's an interesting point you brought up. Well listen, I don't I'm not guy. I'm not one of those guys. I, I don't like comparisons because you know, right. ages, ages, and eras are different. Mm. Like we can talk about LeBron and we can talk about Jordan all we want, but 
they both played in different eras. What would Michael Jordan look like in this era? He'd probably still be great. What would LeBron look like in Jordan's era? So let's just enjoy these guys in the eras that they play in and say, hey, they were greats in their own era. When it comes to, you know, football players, the game has changed. You know, Brock Purdy is not playing under the same pretenses that, you know, a Joe Theismann had to play under. You know, so the dynamics are different. Players, you know, listen, these players, the arm is stronger. They're throwing the ball probably 25 to 30% more than they did in that era. And a lot of these guys are a lot more athletic, you know, than most of those quarterbacks in that era ever, ever were. They were just pocket passes. Don't be fooled by Brock Purdy. He's not a guy that's just going to stand back there and let you sack him. He's got athleticism, and he can get out of the pocket, and he can convert, you know, with his legs on third downs when he needs to. Now, he doesn't want to because the way that this, this offense is constructed is to throw the ball on rhythm, to throw it on time off a of play-action pass and bootleg and misdirection. But when everything goes to hell in the handbasket, if you don't keep him in the pocket and you don't contain him, he can hurt you. You know, so it's hard to, it's hard to find that guy, you know, from past eras or the current era that you can say this is who he looks like because he's a combination of a couple of different things. He runs when he needs to. He throws the ball on rhythm and time when he needs, when he has to. And, you know, he runs and he's very accurate and he runs he runs the offense the way that Kyle Shanahan wants it to be run. That's why they've gotten rid of so many other guys who have had some success or guys who have been expected to have some success that they paid a lot of money to and put a high draft pick in because he operates in a way that they never could. Seth, you were part of some of the best defensive units to ever do it. I can remember, you know, rest in peace, uh, Jerome Brown and Reggie White and Eric Allen and when you look at this Niner front and defense, a lot of it is Bosa, newly acquired Chase Young, Hargrave. I get it. But when you see number 54 perform Fred Warner at linebacker, can you walk us through what you see? Um, he, is, he is the modern-day inside linebacker. Because, you know, most teams nowadays, because of personnel, most teams are basically a 4-2 front. You know, and for the teams who do not value the linebacker position, in my opinion, they find themselves in a myriad of problems because, it, it, you know, it's not like you run a 4-3 where you got, you know, four down and three linebackers on the, on the field or, or a 3-4 where you got three down and four linebackers on the field. You literally only have two linebackers on the field nowadays. So at least one of those guys better be a hellraiser. Y'all got two. Greenlaw is just as good, in my opinion. He just doesn't get the shine. He's just as good as Warner, in my opinion. Um, he is the quintessential um, linebacker of today's age. You know, he can run. He can rush. He can cover. Um, he's smart. He understands run fits. Um, better than most linebackers that I've seen in the modern game. Most guys don't even know where to fit. You know, if you don't put them in a five-man front and give them a one-gap-to-flow responsibility, they have no idea how to even read blocking schemes because nowadays I get the sense that a lot of these linebackers are reading the backfield instead of the offensive line to tell them what the play actually is and where the run play is actually going. So to me, he's the, he's, he's the, he's the full package, man. I mean, it, it doesn't – you couldn't ask for more. I mean, the dude 
run the full 440. He can get anywhere on the field he wants to, but he's smart enough, you know, to not have to stress himself to be able to get there because he's very smart and understands how he's being attacked and where he's being attacked and what team's tendencies are. So he's never out of position. He's never taken false steps. That he's never guessing. Seth, you got a prediction for us? Well, listen, I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out. Um, you know, the Eagles have figured out and found every conceivable way that you could think of to win this football game. Um, it's, you know, really, I don't like to give predictions because there are so many factors sure. that go into it. I mean, you can go into last year's game and who would have thought right. that the Eagles were going to be able to put 31 right. points on that defense? Right. And you can talk about Brock Purdy not being there. But when they came in the Lincoln Financial Field last year, they were the number one ranked defense darn near across the board. They were number one in points, yet they gave up. And this is the thing that people don't remember. They gave up 31 points to the Eagles, you know. So, yeah, Brock Brock is a difference maker. But, you know, also the Eagles, you know, he didn't just bow out of the game. The Eagles forced right. him out of the game, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with how they played. And that's another, that's another dynamic of this whole thing that, you know, people don't want to look at, don't want to, you know, back in our day, it was about knocking guys out of the game. Let's see what, this, what the backup can do. As, right. as, as inhumane as that might sound, that's the way we played the game. And I'm not saying that Hassan Reddick was trying to put him out of the game. He was playing the game hard. He was playing it fast. And it was an unfortunate situation. And then they had another quarterback who came in. And he got hurt as well. The Eagles forced those things, you know. So, it, 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 to be honest with you, you can go the complete opposite direction. It could be the 49ers doing that, you know, this 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 game. So, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say one way or the other, you know, right, listen, if I'm if I'm looking at the body of work, the 49ers the last two weeks have played extremely well. Okay, um, the Eagles have found a myriad of different ways to win. They beat two teams in the last two weeks that were in the AFC that were perennial supposed to be Super Bowl um, contenders, down coming back from 10 points. Um, so it's hard for me to say, you know, that the Eagles don't stand a chance. But it's also hard for me to say that, you know, now you got San Francisco fully healthy and hitting on all cylinders, that they don't stand a chance. I'm just looking forward to the best game that's probably going to be on TV during this season because these teams don't like each other mm. and they're going to lay it all out on the line. They're going to be, they're, they're going to be out for blood. It's going to be a lot of chirping. It's going to be chippy. You know, the weather's going to be, the weather's going to be crappy. It's going to be an old school <laughs> smash mouth style, style game. And they're only going to be able to throw the ball when, you know, when they have to. Um, so I'm just – I'm looking forward to that more than anything, more than me wanting to predict, you know, how right. it's going to turn out. I'm just glad that we're going, to, we're going to see a defensive battle. It's just going to be a straight-up battle roar. Let's go. Hey, Seth, great yeah. stuff, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Great info, great knowledge, and uh, enjoy the game this weekend. You guys, my man. You guys do the same. Yes, sir. Seth oh, Joyner, man. Super Bowl champ. That's a lot there. I'm going to tell you. Well, he's great. I tell you what. I felt like I was in class. <laughs> I tell multiple. you what. He said the Niners have multiple guys. That Here's can... the one thing yeah. that stuck at, stood, out, uh, stood out. Stuck, stood, stuck. Uh, here's the thing that uh, stuck out to me. I think he hit it. I think he hit a grand slam. 
I think he he found the quarterback. That is a great comparison to Brock Purdy, and it's Joe Theismann. That that that's that's the guy. That's the guy. I was wrong though. Joe Theismann not in the NFL Hall of Fame. I thought he was. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's probably a borderline NFL Hall of Famer. Hall of very good. Yeah, he is. He's all very good. Mm. Super Bowl winner. But you know what? I'm just like, goo. You're you're you know. Yeah. Like when I pick when I pictured Theismann, I see somebody who's very accurate, no middle doubt. middle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm intermediate. I see a guy who can Joe scramble a, a little bit. All right. Not not a runner, but could run. Was elusive. I think it's a great comparison. Yeah. I'm that's, shocked to me he's not in the, the Hall of Fame. If you would have said Goo is Joe Theismann or yeah, Theismann I, once I, I thought in the Hall of Fame, too. I thought he was, but I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm just trying to think of all those yeah. games I used to watch, the NFC East and Joe Theismann and, and uh, Monk and all those guys, Gary Clark, the fun bunch. I never had him as a stiff, Steiny, like a Tom Brady, but I never had him uh, thighs. Oh, my God, With no. the wheels of uh, – no, he wasn't a stiff, right. but with the wheels of Purdy. Oh, you mean stiff like in the pocket. Yeah, Purdy can skedaddle, man. I think, I think Theismann's a good comparison. Yeah. I think Theismann was – I kind of looked at him that way. He wasn't Fran Tarkington. Yeah, no, no, Fran was oh boy. But – yeah, he wasn't a stiff. You know, yeah. Dude, look at Seth saying he just wants to enjoy this because it has all the ingredients. They don't like each other. You got the math. But, yeah. man, what did he say? How incredible it is. And to me, I just use the word stress. If I were a D coordinator, Steiny, I'm going my Madden days, and you could line Debo and McCaffrey out wide, Debo could be in the back. Like, that's stressful, Matt. All these other teams are just like, okay, right receiver out wide. Just You know what you got to do. I mean, Kyle knows how to use this team and the guys that are multifaceted in so many different ways. Yeah. You can't tell me that's not a headache trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Look at Seth. He didn't want to. I'm with you. I never got into LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. It's not fair to anybody, man. The eras. Here's the, uh, is, you know, there's another little uh, matchup in this game. That could be at stake. What you got? Eagles win this game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I think it's official. 
Sirianni's a better coach than Kyle. Well, they both lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Sirianni will have ownage. And I know, I know. Guru's like, I'm, no, his head's exploding. I'm, he can't believe no, it. Tell me what I'm thinking. I went Derek Jeter. Two games? Yes, two games. <laughs> That's what I was saying. But, Is that but, ownage? You know, no, what I'm saying. What they had over McVay. It, it's so funny, though. Kyle comes in here, and he's already a genius. Sirianni comes in here and in two years goes to the Super Bowl and kicks Kyle's ass. Oh, but Steiny, don't I, I? We don't know. He's a little weird. No, no, Sirianni's I, weird, he so he can't be a good coach. I, I like him now. No, I'm saying Kyle's been to three NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. Okay. I'm not saying. That doesn't make him a better coach but, than Sirianni. No, I didn't say that. I just hmm. said Sirianni, huh. Kyle's done more. Barely. Well, no, I mean, Sirianni's done almost just as much in a shorter period yeah. of time. Has Kyle Shanahan cried during the national anthem? See that? Uh, oh, like, yeah, that's right. Now that's right. I take it back. And, uh, I that, that's right. They didn't. That's so, why they lost the game, dude. This is what you guys do. And that, then when that, he does that, the you victory, guys, this right here. This is this right here is what I despise. This is Homer radio at its uh, finest, it's, dude. At it's, its finest. I just asked a question. No, no, it, it he just could is, be from though. North Dakota. Is, if you cry, do it. Come right. on. If you cry, right. And but, oh, so okay. you're gonna okay, real quick. Yeah. Okay. What's the thing Willard did when I missed my shot? That has nothing to do. The airplane. So what? The coach. I hate when McVeigh runs down there when right. I see. Dick. But just acknowledge that if Shanahan <laughs> did it, as Matthew McConaughey would say, it'd be a lot cooler oh. if. He did. You know, stop it, dude. Oh, everybody loves Salah. Oh, Salah was so great on the sidelines, but we don't like when McVeigh runs down there. Just admit the double standard. Well, you're talking to other people. I'm talking to you, you, you. Remember that? They used to do that in high school. You get a foul called on you, and the opposing crowd goes, you, 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 you. Is that an East Coast thing? I was on the Probably. Yeah. But dude, come on. Come on, what? Sirianni. I, well, he had his son up there last week. I, I loved it. I was like, you know me, Stop. If you're a good dad, you're all good with me. But I just, respect it. That, 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 that guy loves his country. Is, Thank you. I mean, like, seriously. Great Italian-American right there. Dirty. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't like my country, but I wouldn't make fun of <laughs> hey, that. Hey, hey. Watch your mouth. You're making fun of a guy who's patriotic, not me. How did I make We got to go. Pay the bill. What are you going to do? What are you doing during the break? I'm trying to keep are you going to burn job? a flag? <laughs> He's hey. going to burn a flag during the break. <laughs> oh, not even. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's get back into it. Uh, 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, 125, Lincoln Financial Field. What wins this game for the Niners? What gets them beat? Great interview with Seth Joyner. We'll play some of that, too, afterwards, especially his comparison uh, to Brock Purdy. That's the best comparison I heard to Brock Purdy. Um, That's the best one I've heard, plain and simple. It's a Football Friday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. Don't go anywhere. From uh, Allentown, took my uh, Jalen Hurts take. So, you know, I, I kind of agree with them in that if, if the Niners are going to win on Sunday, it's going to be because Jalen Hurts turns the ball over. It's going to be wet. It's going to be rainy, you know, cold. He's got to take care of the ball. Uh, if we're going on the flip side, can Brock Purdy play in the rain? Word on the street, he's got – you know, below average sized hands. I think he's got nine and a quarter, nine and a quarter, which is low for NFL quarterback. So I think there's going to be some turnover battles going on on Sunday. Um, so, you know, I think the turnover battle 
probably will determine who wins the game on Sunday. Hey, how about this? How about, uh, I got it is right this, here. Now, is this is this stat I heard correct, Nick? Uh, is it true that in Jalen Hurts' two losses in the regular season the past two years, he's had four turnovers in each game? Oh, we yeah. lost him. The, I think the answer is wow. yes. So that would be the Jets. Yeah. As and, long as Hurst doesn't turn it over four times. Look at this. Birdie's hand good. size, Donnie, is 9.25 Let's inches. Let's not talk about a guy's which head is, size, please. Hand. Oh, hand. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's, Bochy, uh, is below average among NFL QBs, but not unusual. Well, now, I wonder what mine would measure. Yours. You got big hands. I, but you, ain't, you don't use them. You ain't been in a fight. Nine point two five inches, and we saw in Cleveland when he went to pass it and kind of slipped out his hand. Not that it was; it rained a little bit. It was some drizzle, dude. I can't wait. I know you can't. Yeah. Well, starts tonight, Oregon, Washington. You know what? That tells me something. That you're gonna watch that game. <laughs> but you say it like I'm asking for drugs. What? <laughs> What? I'm watching the Pac-12's last game. Yeah, but just stop. We're from... Just quit quit, okay. quit pretending that every game's a Super Bowl. That, that and hurt. every game means something. Just stop. Warriors, Clippers you, you, last you, night had hey, so guess much... What? You're on the radio now. You're not a salesman. Okay? You left the sales job. Okay, <laughs> I got you. We got Fabby, Fabby at yeah, one. We'll see. Yeah, we got him at one. Want a bet? No Tupac dedication oh, we'll see. this week. Fabby at one. Remember what happened last time we had Fabby on? You and I got into a fight. Remember that? Hey, Steiny. Which we got one? Fabby. We're we got Fabby. What time, Goo? 1230. 1230. Oh, no 1230. No 1230. No 1240. And I got him. And then remember right about at 1240 when we realized. When do we you were... want to stop? <laughs> In a minute. Uh, remember then. We didn't have Fabby. We didn't have Fabby, which I could live with. But then, remember, you waved to somebody who was walking by, oh, yeah, and I got mad. Yeah, yeah. But then when Fabby Shut comes up, Luke, on, Lucas, be, Fabby, who told you you could come back would, in here? Hey, you don't control him. He works here. Hey, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but. What? Just to your last point. Yeah. There was a lot riding on. It, it wasn't the outcome of the game. What game are you From the Warriors about? last night. There was some residue from the King game that we needed, and guys stepped up. So I didn't make. I didn't say that was game Let, seven, but that was you know a what? big little game. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm Evan doing this, and I'm doing this sincerely. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my guy, John Dickinson. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, that's price of admission last night with the uh, Golden State Warriors. When you lose, when you lose to the Kings like you lost, and now you have the Clippers at home yeah. on a back-to-back, and then the Clippers again. After that Kings loss, oh no! The first thing you do is you must win that next game, which gets you back right. to ground right. zero. And I didn't say anything. If you I'm lo- not mad at that. You, you already, you're already three feet under, yeah, right. six feet I'm under. I'm not saying throw a parade, but I hear you. Right. So they were three feet under coming back. Wiggins slams. They his won the in game. Now they're back to ground no zero, and they're one under five hundred, nine and ten. They're that good. Yeah, nine and ten. Let's go to Big John and Milpitas. What's to talk about the tush push? Hey guys, yes, I've got the answer. How to stop it? Tell us. Yes, so you know, without playing dirty here, <laughs> but what I, I watched that Buffalo game, and I saw they did this on accident, but they jumped off sides and they blew it up, just smashed them. 
right? So what if they do that? I mean, you know they might get two or three yards. So what if you take a five-yard penalty, but you punish them for doing it? Yeah, I mean, some... What do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, you didn't Goom. stop it then because it's a first down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a... Yeah, that was material, right? I don't know. Yeah. You didn't stop it. I, I did want to – I know we that, – man, that interview was long. I wanted to ask him what he thought his Philly defense would have did against the Tish Push. Hey. Like, Stiney, this thing is taking a, on a life of its own. What you got? Hey, Lucas, how long have you been in there? When did Spadoni leave? I've been here for about a minute. Spadoni left what up, Luke? Philly 10 um, minutes ago. Yeah, 1230 every day. Who took the call? Who screened Nick from Philly and who hung up on him? <laughs> Uh, me. Oh, and Why? who is this guy? Like, somebody's in trouble. He he, he, he wasn't done. He's on the text. He wasn't done. No, I, I apologize to Nick. I'm here alone. If you'd like to come back here and take calls, you can. Wow. Let him know, Evan. Let him know what you do. I think he called. Which is one of the reasons why I asked you to not go to a call while oh. I'm on the phone. And I didn't when you were on the phone. And who cares you about Nick? Well, call back. You don't want to hear what Nick says because he, he might criticize a 49er player <laughs> and hurt your feelings. You hate the 49er I know. Fans. Like, here's the other thing. I you love 49er it. fans. You're like, uh, you know, if you say something like, Debo, De- like, will you acknowledge at all that Debo Samuel sounding a little sour grapeish? Is no. Here we go. He won't. He won't. As you he won't should do- be. Oh my God. No, they lost. He's you mad. Let me ask you this. Sour yeah, so, grapes. They they fed him. So the you grapes. don't think so so you think I don't feel sorry. You think for if him. a Philadelphia Eagle fan thinks that Debo Samuel's been a little bit of a crybaby. Oh no. The Eagles fans wrong. Oh no, no, yeah, no. Bonte we'll say it. and we'll Shasky ripped Debo. Say Debo's been a crybaby. He's been a crybaby, and I told you that. Say Debo Samuel has been a crybaby. You don't say Debo me. Samuel has been a crybaby, no, Steiny. No, they've been whining. In the media, ever since has? Debo and more Niners. Okay. So I and I love Bonte and Shasky for what? calling them out. Like enough talking, they I'm doing my Bonte. They beat you, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And now they get to settle the score Sunday. Yeah, like I ain't into all. And, well, I guess your boy, uh, our what? boy Joiner is because he said there's some bad blood, but that's the bad blood as they've been yapping. Yeah, like, I, I mean, Muhammad, I did- Ali, Muhammad Ali did it every before every fight. Yes, and yeah. and of course, yeah. You know, this is where I, I go a little, push. I go a little deeper than most, and that's why a lot of people don't join me. Uh, but you make up fictitious stuff. But it's so easy to say there's bad blood, and these teams don't like each other. That's very trite. Oh, I went to social media. That's very trite. There was and I, no, no, no. I get it. Tell me what it means. Tell me why. The fact that the Eagles and 49ers have trash-talked or whatever's going on between the Eagles and the 49ers that we all think is more than something. I'll tell you. How does that manifest Sunday? All right. I got something but, for you. But we'll be able to tell the next week against the Cowboys it's different. We won't be able to. All right. I got is you. my point. All right. I, so, but I got something you go. for you. Yeah. So you've talked, and I agree, this gauntlet of a schedule from Philly. Mm-hmm. They're 10-1. and one. Yeah. They're wounded, you know. Mentally, there could be kind of a let up, but you know they would never say that. I think the bad blood 
from a Philly standpoint is, nah, y'all, we might be wounded. We might have had some close games, but we ain't having no let up. If we Possible. do, it ain't going to be Sunday. It'll be next Because they yapping, and we about to show Debo and Brock Purdy, right. we're going to kick your ass w- with you upright. So that, and on top of that, Steiny, the Vegas component, the f- Niners are favored. I know, that scares you. No, I like hate it. I'd like, no, we, I, know I, you I do. do hate it. I know you do. Because I know you it do. It wakes them but, up. But no, what it also does yeah, is but, it exposes your two sideism. Oh, Steiny, the Niners are the greatest team. Niners are best. I believe they are, Steiny. I believe they're the best team in football. They're the best team in football. Steiny, the, I believe they're the best football. The it, it bothers me, though, that they're three point favorites. Are they the but, best team in football, or does it bother you they're three point favorites? Oh, no, no. They're the best team. I believe best team in football. Okay. But, my well, point but then was, don't be scared. Don't be scared because they're favorites. No, I'm going Dr. Phil. No, it's not about fear. I'm going Dr. Phil. You're going to. Now you're being an ass. I know. They're going to be. This is. I'm telling you, Philly ain't going to. If you beat them, you're going to beat them, which is how it should be. But there is a component to where Philly is like, hey, y'all. Take some pills or take a shot if we got to. We got to send a message to these punks. That's why I'm looking at it from a Philly vantage point of this ain't going to be the game. They may lose, but you it are, ain't going to be know because it's, they it's mentally had a win. This poor guy. Dude, I feel like Cochran sometimes. Did you ever see, uh, you ever watch uh, Deadliest Catch? No. Evan, I don't know. Are you talking to me now or not? I. <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen the show. You ever notice, like, when they have these big freighters? I told you I didn't see it. Okay. But you never, okay, I want you to close your eyes and imagine one of these big boats. My eyes are closed. Big, big boats. A yacht. No, bigger. Like cruise ships. Oh, whoa, okay. Or uh, what do they call, or uh, the the ships that come in at at the port of Oakland with containers. Longshoremen. You know the ropes that they have? They tie them up. Oh, yeah. And and they and they they bring the rope from the dock. I know, and they tie time. it in a knot. Hey, tie Oakland. it in, yeah. a, and, and the next thing you know, the the big piece of rope is a big ball of knot. Yeah. That must be you thinking about what you should say and what you really want to happen, knowing we're in the San Francisco market. You are a Cowboys fan, and here come the Eagles, like. How do you keep it all straight? Because I'm real, and I wouldn't have lasted this long. Yeah, actually, you haven't lasted that long. 2012. That's not much, though. That's 11. Dude, we got to get to 2028 <laughs> at least. I, yeah. How, hey, seriously, how long do you want to keep doing this? No, honestly. Yeah. Until I until I kept I'm out. Well, you until hopefully it'll last longer than the knockout competition. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a one, but honestly, until until I can't do it no more. Would you be okay if it's just? Like what if I what if you want to do it longer than me? Evan would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Evan, Evan and I would rock, Snotty. This will be the most difficult part of my career. Anybody after you is all good, baby. I love oh. you. Deadliest catch was Devontae Smith's fourth down catch in the NFC Championship game. That's a four. That it is. wasn't really a catch. That makes it a five. Yeah, well. That ain't gonna Kyle gotta be quick draw McGraw. 888. All right, we, oh, we got Nick back. Oh, the Bay Area uh, breathes a sigh of relief. Oh, well, we got Nick back. Let's What's go. up, Nick? You asked for him. What do you, what do you, you got something to say hey. about Debo Samuel? Yeah. Yeah, put your yeah, money where you know, your I, mouth is. 
big boy? Well, you know, I, as a fellow, I actually went to school with him. I'm, I'm a South Carolina guy, just like Debo. Uh, oh. And, you know, I, I used to love him. He was my guy. And, you know, even last year we were playing against some, you know, you kind of root for, you know, guys you, you, you went to college with. So I had a soft spot for Debo. I can't believe he ran his mouth like he did after the game and, and like he did this week. I don't understand why he'd do it. He's just giving us free ammunition. I mean, the Niners got all the motivation in their back pocket from last January. There's no reason for them to go and, and light a fire under the Eagles, run their mouth, you know, give the Eagles a reason to, to want to win the game more than they already do. You know, it, I can't but believe But didn't he just state the that. obvious? My partner's really, a, really sad. And I hear everybody really graduates from South Carolina. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, my boy told me that. But listen – didn't he just state the obvious? Like, we do all wonder. You probably do, too, what that game would have been like. Hey, Niners might have lost had, had Purdy been healthy, and I think that's what makes this matchup better. Yeah, but, Guru, he, he's calling James Bradbury trash. Well, well James called him a bona fide running back. <laughs> that well, he actually is. But that yeah. hurt. Like, that hurt me. That's not calling him trash, though. I think there's a difference between saying the guy runs the ball you know, he does a little bit of everything. See, and saying, the guy's trash. I'll tell I you this: you and I differ no because I think that cut more. Yeah, I'm a see, receiver. This is and you're getting vintage no, guru yeah, here. Yeah, when you Nick. tell me, you know what? You're not a, like the boss told you. You're not a traditional <laughs> one. That hurts you. But no, I'm just saying that that ain't that ain't nothing. That's a slight. When you sure tell is. Debo a receiver, he's a bad one. He can run the ball. That you're just a glorified running back. So it's fifty fifty to me, man. I would say it's seventy to thirty percent. I'm with I'm with Nick on that. You guys, I'm, I'm with Nick. You guys on that. are on your own, then. I'm with yeah. Nick. Hey, right, Nick, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Good luck Sunday. God, what am I wishing him good luck for? He and you could nothing. actually be going to the game. You don't no regret, huh? No. Damn. Tell you what, because we get we we get a rematch. I'll go back and back to Philly if it's in there. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, could you imagine you might that? Well, you'd be in green. Unlike Shasky and Bonte. I have <laughs> never gone to a game. Oh, that's not true. In the last year. I've got a 5K. You're wearing Warriors yellow yeah, courtside. No, that, I couldn't believe I wore it. a Hawks shirt when they were in the Eastern Conference Finals in Milwaukee. Like I was sitting with Solomon Thomas's mom. What do you want? I mean, Solomon Hill. Oh, how Solomon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, here. Hey, Solomon, you were a bad draft. That's choice. when you did the show, me, you, and Dibs uh, from the Shut hotel. Up. Shut up. Dibs didn't like it. Stop it. Dibs Don't. didn't like your Oh, that's in my book. That'll be the, that's a chapter in my what? book. Did- no, your Milwaukee trip. We like we dude. The stuff I, the tales You're I got. Pulling back the curtain. People think you don't. Something yeah. that nobody wants. I got a cur- middle Rolodex now. <laughs> See, now nice everybody's going to be like, "What's Guru talking about? <laughs> hey, is it anything to do with why Willard went to the game last night? <laughs> we uh, got to find out what he did. He'll I know what he did. Dude, you didn't know then though when we left out of here. I'll let it. I'll let you. Hey, Goo, uh, are we having a guest next segment? Oh, we got Fabby. We're just one. talking about having a guest. Fabby Davis. All right, let's see how the much. Mayor. Mr. Fab, let's see how punctual he is. We have Mr. Fab on the other side, rapper, hip hop artist extraordinaire, three time platinum artist and songwriter. Mr. Fab, one of the good guys coming up on the other side on 95.7. The, this guy is such a D. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.